You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You just rolled into town looking to start trouble, didn't you? I kind of did, actually. You were there for an hour and already causing a kerfuffle, not only with the regular people. Well, we'll get into it. Let's just say the hup, the upper echelons of small the, town Oregon. The toppermost of the poppermost. Oh, yeah. I really I really got in there pretty quickly. You did. You got in, stirred up trouble. <laughs> Man, I'm, we're lucky we weren't chased out of town at that point. I was I was pretty surprised that, with the connection that happened with that. <laughs> that was like that was kind of shocking. I do have it to was, say. It was. Well, let's just say, Sarah, when you block the fan, you're blocking it for everyone. That's, <laughs> you're we'll, ruining we'll, everybody's good time. We'll get into this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. So um, first off, you know, we got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get into today. Uh, I do want to say just a couple of couple of notes of business here at the top. One, um, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon link right there at our page. Just one click and it does help us out tremendously. And also, it was my birthday last Thursday. It sure was. I think we might have touched on that briefly. We might have, we might have touched on that just July maybe, 2nd. Just a, just a little bit. And we're not going to talk about that too much. I just want to say, though, uh, thank you to everyone for the birthday wishes and uh, had, a, had a few drinks possibly purchased for me on Thursday Thursday night. And had, a, had a few cocktails. A few cocktails may have been, may have been in, imbibed. Um, and I, but really, yeah, just all the emails and stuff like that. I just want to say thank you to everyone. That was very, very cool. And I, I really appreciate it. Oh, look there we at go. you. That's all. That's all I wanted so to say. So grateful. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, but that was, so that was on a Thursday night. And of course we took July 3rd off so that we could have a, a celebratory weekend. Not uh, for Greg's birthday. For, not for my birthday. After for that, the birthday no. of America. America. Mm-hmm. America overshadowed me again. So, <laughs> so there's, there's several different things and we're going to get to what we talked about here at the beginning of the show because it is, it, it, it was goddamn hilarious. So it we're going to talk about that it here in a minute. It was the most random thing ever. Um, but I think we should like back up because it was pretty much an all-American weekend over this last weekend. Like, and it was kind of funny just how it ended up happening that way. I loved it. So it was kind of a there was a, there was a group of us that did a couple of different things over this weekend that it was it was so much fun. And the first one was on um, July third. Sarah and I and a bunch of our friends ended up going out to Corbett, Oregon. So we've got a friend who has some property out there. Uh, I don't know if he wants us to say it's fine, who it is. Yeah. So uh, we have a friend who has some property, and, and Corbett is this very magical small wonderland. Town. May I just say magical wonderland? <laughs> it's, it's like the set of the Gilmore Girls. Okay, it is like the most adorable small town. It's like the town that meth has not touched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is a little bit out of the, out of the meth zone. Yes, of out of the meth zone. And so it's a, it's a small town in Oregon, very close to Portland, though, but just far enough away, separated by some rivers and trees that you wouldn't really know Portland's right by. And it's it's up on the Columbia River Gorge, but it is quintessential small town Oregon. I mean, I don't know exactly what the population is, but I'm going to guess eh, a thousand, maybe, maybe two thousand, maybe not even that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. You know, probably somewhere around there. You're more you're better at estimating the small town populations it's, than I am. Since it's, you're Smaller than the small town I grew up in, but not by a whole lot. Okay. So I, I would guess probably, yeah, 1,000, 2,000 people maybe population-wise technically in the town of Corbett. And then there's a bunch of property out, outside of that. And went out to, to a buddy's house, had a great time there. But the, the thing for me that was really hilarious to see and fun to watch because I grew up in a small town and I'm used to the 4th of July parade, which is something that happens – in small towns all over the country, 
I mean, growing up in Independence, Oregon, naturally they're very they're very big on the Fourth of July parades. Are big. I mean, the town's name is Independence. It's they, <laughs> they they live that up. That is a big deal. It's like the biggest thing, pretty much that happens all year where where I grew up. And so it's this big parade, and then they got the fireworks, and everybody comes out. You know, I talked about how when I was a kid, everybody rides on the rides on the. Uh, or goes through the parade at least at some point. Mm-hmm. I did it a couple of times as a kid. Once I, I rode my bike through with streamers and my uh, cards attached to the side and pretended I had a motorcycle. Oh, that's really way. cool. It was pretty cool. Did you like, did you throw candy at people? Did they throw candy to I, you? I threw candy at people and I popped wheelies and I tried to show off for everybody. It was I was I thought I was pretty pretty damn cool at that time. Sure. Point. And then uh, another time that I did it, typical small town thing, we had a a big flatbed truck and I think I talked about may have talked about this on on Thursday. I don't remember, but a big flatbed truck and I took karate. So the entire karate class rode around in the back of this flatbed truck. This is probably something that would be illegal now because we're like we're we were sparring on the back of it. God forbid one of us like moves two feet to the side, we're going to be falling off of a moving truck. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be good. Yeah, you didn't think about those kinds of things back then. And so it was me riding through town, fighting on the back of this truck with with uh, with other people that were in the karate class. It was so awesome, and then after that, we went to marketplace. That sounds like for a your best day ever, even still today. Oh yeah, and yeah. then we went to the, to the marketplace. I kid you not, the market in Independent or Monmouth was called the marketplace. That was the name of it. That makes sense. It was our store, and we went there, and they we laid out a whole bunch of cardboard out onto the pavement and like sectioned off a little section of it, and then we would do demonstrations for people coming out of the grocery store. So they were going out, and I'd demonstrate my forms and stuff like that, and then we'd have a quick sparring match, and. I oh, kid you not. Like at that, how point, old were you at this point? Uh, I was probably twelve, eleven, okay. twelve, somewhere okay. in there. So about like fifth, fifth grade or so. No, that'd be like sixth or seventh grade. Okay, so I was trying to make you sound younger because it was. Well, eleven. <laughs> no, if, if, I, if I was eleven or twelve, if I was twelve and still in fifth grade, you're making it sound like I was held back a year. Oh, that's true. But I guess that's, it seemed like something more. That's what you're implying. It that. seemed more fifth gradey that you'd be out in front of the general store practicing <laughs> your karate moves. Uh, <laughs> believe me, no. I didn't just practice that. I had my bow staff with me, too. Oh, my just goodness. I'm that. so sorry. I was learning bow staff, sir. You had to be in an upper, upper level to learn the bow staff. That was probably more like 14, though, with the bow staff. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. I, we, would, we would perform karate out in front of the, out in front of the marketplace <laughs> for people that were coming out of the store. And I remember seeing this girl that I had a crush on from school and, uh, and then trying to, like, overdo it and be just a badass in front of, oh in front of her. Were you, like, placing ninja magazines around you? <laughs> I did not place ninja magazines. Cool? No, ninja magazine was something that I read on the side. That was dorky even to karate people. Even to the other, either kids, the other kids, the other karate kids. Uh, I didn't tell them about how I secretly read Ninja Magazine, which I did. I thought you brought read. Ninja Magazine to school to show everybody how cool you were because I you did. read the Ninja Magazine. I did. That was in homeroom where I had that, but the other karate people weren't in that class. You know, if they had known that, I probably would have been made fun of pretty hard for the Ninja Magazines. Yeah. You know, it's sixth grade though. I. I thought I was pretty badass. Sure. Like, oh, oops, my magazine about my cool weapons and throwing stars and like secret ninja moves, how <laughs> to hide in plain sight. Our buddy Keelan said, I would give all of the money for footage of this. I would too. You practicing your ninja moves? Mm-hmm. Little Greg just like, oh, there's a hot lady. Boo, 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 boo. Yep. Yep. Oh I was God. pretty good at sparring too, so I, I was I was trying to show off. You know, it's my thing. I'm like, oh yeah, she's gonna totally love me now. And no, it didn't. It didn't really work out. 
Just so anyway, anyway, so that's like small town stuff, and that that's just just kind of what small I, town living. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. That's that's what you. That's what we did. And I know you grew up in a bunch of different places, so I don't know if the small towns you grew up in. Well, I mean, they weren't at quite as small. Like if it was quite the same as that, because what we did on July fourth to start off that day was uh, a bunch of us went down to a, a friend of a friend's house or a friend's sister's house mm. anyway in downtown Corbett which isn't really much of a downtown it's just the houses are a little closer together there they're a little close it's, it's yeah there's, there's one light there's a blinking light there was one blinking light yeah, there's a blinking there was an light. intersection that qualifies as a town it that, does yep with the blinking light mm-hmm. and watched the Corbett parade and it was awesome it was okay so let me just say because i haven't had the same small town experiences mm-hmm. that greg has with the parade like i've lived in small towns when i was younger i, I lived on whidbey island in, in a in a small town there not so small anymore it's like now covered in walmarts and everything but yeah there was like the parade through town and we'd sit there with our little star sunglasses waving our american flags uh-huh. and we'd be throwing candy and stuff but i haven't seen that since i was a kid yeah and so when we were staying at the property um our buddy whose property it was but it shuttled us down there to go do it. We had like our breakfast and everything. And then there's this big balcony where you could oversee the parade. And Greg saw how excited I was because he's just like, oh, yeah, it's the parade. I'm like, it's a parade? <laughs> I was so excited. So they had like this huge breakfast layout and everything. And then the parade begins and it begins with like this, like a whole bunch of old cars. Yep. Like the old like car show. Always got to have of, the old cars. That's the key. Now, and is, I've, I've never been to the Corbett one before, so so I'm not saying I've been there, but it's it's kind of the same. Pretty formula. much the same it's thing. It's the same same formula. Yeah. yeah. No matter where you go. Oh, it was just the most magical yeah. thing you have ever. The old dudes with their cars who waited all year long to get up there and show their show their. Again, cool Corbett is like the the place that meth has not touched. We went down next to the parade route because I'm like, okay, I, I want to see this all up close and personal. And, you know, all the cars are going by and there are all these little, like, wholesome little kids everywhere. And they're all, like, getting candy from the people who are throwing it from the cars. And, like, everyone's, wear, like, waving American flags. Oh, yeah, a lot of America gear. There was so much. Patriotism was in the air. Yep. It was it was actually pretty cool. It yeah. was It was an amazing parade. So there were that. And then, and then of course, a bunch of our friends were on one of the floats. So our buddy Mark, who is uh, who's a vet, he's been uh, overseas a few times now. Yeah. Uh, so he was in the parade as well, and he was wearing this like proud to be an American shirt, riding a motherfucking tractor, <laughs> riding a tractor thing. thing. And then our, a bunch of our friends were on a flatbed truck, just like waving, because it's that same kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. if you live in town, then you get um, then you can be in, in the parade. Right. Yeah. Well, and people come out from all over the place for these kinds of parades. So you get you got to stake out your spot. Gets kind of competitive. Got to make sure you get a seat. You know all those kinds of things. So it's. It's a big deal. It was it was fun to see. It was fun to see your reaction to it, just because I mean, and I hadn't seen a parade like this in quite a while too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I go down to Independence every year because I don't. So it, it was nice seeing it again. But you seeing something like that kind of for the first time that was kind of neat. To it see. was so wonderful. It's, so, it's all very just an innocent like parade. It's, it's just, just an fun innocent and throw sweet... candy to kids. And, oh. and yeah. I was like making like small town conversation. Like everybody's like nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you're just like, you know, just chatting away with them, like talking about the floats that you like or not. It was just it was fantastic. I had the best time. Corbett, I believe, uh, is a magical land. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't realize that something like that existed out <laughs> like so close to Portland. Well, and that's the thing a lot of people in Portland don't understand is Oregon is not Portland. It's I mean, Portland's Portland's great. I live in Portland. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I love it. But the rest of Oregon is not Portland. And it's, you know, there's the Willamette Valley, but there's so many tiny little towns even in that. And it's, uh, you know. It's very sp- it's very small town. I know, and you go out yeah. what twenty five thirty minutes, and you're in a completely different environment, completely yeah. different people. It's just mm-hmm. Oregon is a really really cool place to live. Yeah, it's just it's neat. And so we did that. Like we got to go up into you know like where the rivers were and like the greenery. We were in like like farmland, mm-hmm. not so much farmland, like past 
What would you say that was? Yeah, it's getting out towards farmland. Yeah. Okay, yeah, a little yeah. bit farmland. It was getting close to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the corporate parade was amazing. So we did that and then ended up going down in the completely opposite direction. Again, yes. 30, 30 minutes another way outside of Portland. Yeah, and this was what we've talked about you know, the last few years here that we go do uh, every year, and that's go to another small town called St. Paul, Oregon. St. Paul is smaller than Corbett, I would believe, actually. I think it might be. I'll, maybe it's along the same lines. I'm not sure exactly, but it, it's very tiny. And it, However, though, it is where they have the St. Paul Rodeo, which is a huge deal for rodeo stuff. And we have some friends who, who live there, grew up there, and so we go down and kind of stay at their house on their property. Well, we talked about this. Yeah, it's, Lily. It's Lily, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, our friend Lily who grew up there. And so we go and stay on her property. You throw up tents or whatever. <laughs> we're just like property hobos. We're just like, pretty much, we're like yeah. all right, hey, so we're going to stay on this one friend's property, then we're going to go the next day and stay on somebody else's property. That's pretty much uh-huh. it, yeah. Yeah, property hobos. And <laughs> went down there and, uh, and went to the rodeo. So it's essentially, there, there's the... Ro- it didn't go to the actual rodeo itself, the actual event, but it's like a whole fair and everything that's around it that kind of surrounds it. So it's like a country, you know, a county fair mm. essentially is what it is. Yeah, there's you like know, corn dogs and, and elephant ears and yeah, cowboy hats. And little, little taco stands and little things, you know, to buy, buy knickknacks or whatever. And went down there for that where our friends Scott and Tristan and David were all part of the uh, barbecue competition. So they had been there all day working at this barbecue tent, or working working in this giant tent, essentially competing against the other people <laughs> who were making barbecue. So they cook barbecue all day long. And let me tell and you, if like you like barbecue, it. it's, the, it's the place to be because you can oh. get samples from everybody. And Greg does love himself a sample. Love myself some samples. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I love samples. It's it's the best thing and best thing ever. So – we were we were uh, went down there just kind of say hi to them. They've been working all day, you know. Maybe snuck them a couple beverages that they needed. No, they I needed mean, to rehydrate. And by that you mean water. Water I mean, brought them down some water, hid some water for them, and and maybe uh, hydrated. Yeah, help help them hydrate just a little bit. And then sat under this big giant tent, you know, that they have set up. There was like a band in one corner. And very, if you've ever been to a county fair in Oregon, you've seen something just like this, or, is, or, or county fair anywhere. It is like the most just, county fair of all county fair yeah. things that you can experience. Just a big tent, a bunch of people cooking food, and a band, and, and they're serving some beer. And the, one of the things they had, though, this is where the controversy started. Greg, also the two kinds of beer you forget. Cur- the only kinds of beer. There's Coors and Coors Light. Coors and Coors Light. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so. Went there, and, they, and one of the things they had to try to cool off this tent because it was like ninety some degrees, or maybe even close to a hundred. It I was don't very, very warm. It was warm, and they had this giant cooling fan. And I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. It was really cool, and so it was basically a giant air conditioner with a huge fan on it that was blowing cooler air into the tent. And so, I mean, this thing was huge. It would take like five people to block it. Oh yeah, if you were to stand in front of it, mm-hmm. like it's, it's very, very big, and. What people would do is when they walk into the tent, you kind of stand there for a second in front of it, and then you walk by. You know, it's like, oh, that's nice and cool. Okay, now I feel better, and then you walk on by. And when we showed up, Sarah did just that. She walked in front of the fan. You know, like I said, this thing's huge, Mm -hmm. huge fan. And Sarah stood in front of it for, I would say, you were there no longer than two to three seconds, honestly. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say any longer than that. Like, you had just stopped for a second. When sure enough, as you get at any of these kinds of things— Crabby old guy shows up. So this crabby old dude walks up with his cowboy hat on. And and by the way, this is not all cowboys. That's by no means what I mean. But this guy, so you can see how he was dressed up. Cowboy hat, shirt tucked in to his jeans, 
High up. His jeans are like above his belly button. Oh, yeah. I'd say he's probably 60-something. You know, good and crabby. Good and uh, he's just like cliche, tall, skinny, crabby, white dude. Yep. Mm -hmm. And walks up to Sarah and goes, you know, when you stand in front of that fan, it blocks it off for the rest of us and we can't feel anything. You need to move. Yeah, you need to move. Mm -hmm. And he was just, just laid in Sarah. And at first... Because it seems so ridiculous, the idea that you could possibly block I all of the air from a I thought he was joking for a second there. I thought so, too, because I started laughing. I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. He's serious. He's real serious about this. He had crazy eyes. This he had guy... full-on angry old man, bitter face, crazy eyes. <laughs> he was just like, he had like the wild kind of crazy eyes where he's smiling. But he's like, I'm going to fucking snap at any second. Yeah. Yeah. And so this guy... Went off on Sarah for blocking the fan for everyone. Yes, which, because I was blocking again, the six foot fan, a six again, foot wide fan yes. by standing there for five seconds. I'm just like, how big do you think I am, you dick? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So it was it was hilarious though. Like not there less. We were in St. Paul less than less than an hour, and already there's kerfuffle. And uh, you know because Sarah caused it, obviously, but trying to keep everybody else from feeling the nice cool yes, fan. Yes, I, I was just it was on purpose, the way. and it was selfish. It was just just terrible. I don't know where where was he standing. I think he was like guarding the fan. Well, uh, here's the thing that I understand with this guy now. This is a good lesson for me of what not to become when I get older. <laughs> now I've talked about it before. How I, you know, like my driveway, my driveway, at my house. Sometimes people block it, and it really ticks me off. And now that is my driveway, and I can't get in and out with it. But uh, when people block it, but however, I do, I have done it before where I've sat there and I've watched to see if somebody's going to park next to that driveway. And if they do, oh boy, oh boy, I'd want to go out there with all of my heart and start telling them to get out, stop blocking that driveway. And I'm, I'm realizing I'm years away from where this guy is. <laughs> so then there's many reasons I'm not like this guy. However, seeing what he was doing, because he was stationed at a table, probably about three tables in. So we had a clear shot of it. And this guy, it turns out, was just waiting for people to block that fan. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he yelled at our friend Kristen. He yelled at a couple of other people, too. So this, is, this was a pattern he had. He was sitting there watching the fan, waiting for somebody to stand in front of it like, oh, God. Get oh, me, go I, get this him. is the thing I'm going to get mad about. This is what I got for me today. Yeah, so he came out like I was already like really warm. We just walked down there. I, so I, that's when I stood in front of the fan for a second. And, yeah, and that's when he yelled at me. And then he spins around. Sure as shit, as he was like walking away with his tight yeah, pants shaking, looked down at his belt, a Confederate flag belt, yep. just peppered yep. with Confederate flags. Yeah. Just And I said it out loud. I didn't even think about it. Like as he walked away, I saw his belt. I'm like, that's about right. <laughs> and, then just kept, I'm like, and then I saw Lily and Lily's like, what was that? I'm like, I don't know. This crazy dude just came up and yelled at me for blocking the fan. And I stood there for two seconds. She's like, what? And I'm trying to point it out because, you know, it's a small town. Everyone right. knows, you know, who's who. And I, I pointed him out and she's like, oh, that guy. And then it turns out that he had yelled at Lily's sister-in-law and Lily's brother was not stoked about that. So I guess he had done that to her as well because I see Lily's brother come steaming through like the, uh, you know, through the tent. And he's in charge of Well, the- no, wait, you're missing part of it, though. Okay. Part of it that happened before that happened. Oh, wait, which part? Well, because the guy has been doing this all day. So he... This this curmudgeon went out and started getting cones, setting up cones. Now, nobody told him to do this. Nobody asked. He was taking this on his own own behalf, started setting up cones and was going to get a bunch of cardboard to block off the area so that nobody could stand in front of the cooling fan on the 90 degree day. No, he wanted to block block everybody. And that's when Lily's brother came over and um, 
sternly talk to him and let him know. Yeah, he was just like, work. he was fearless. It was awesome. Like, he's he was a, just like. Lily's brother's a great guy to have on your side. He is it's, very, yeah, he's awesome. And he, I could hear him and he's just like, what the hell do you think? And he's like, that's a fire hazard. Get that shit out of here. And so, like, he had to. So the old cranky guy had to disassemble his makeshift barrier <laughs> around the. I mean, the employees, the employees for the rodeo were standing in front of the fan for like 20 seconds at a time because it was hot. Yeah. It was 100 degrees outside. And this dick was just trying to block everybody. Um,. But the the key thing to the story is though the the final the final tally on this. Can I say it? Sure. All right. So uh, come to find out. So as we're talking about it, Lily thought I was talking about someone else at first, and then she was just like, "Oh wait, that guy in the white cowboy hat." And I'm like, "Yeah, and the one with the Confederate flag belt." And she's like, "Oh yeah, that's the mayor." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, that's that's uh, what's his name? Whatever you could probably find it." He's like, "Yeah, that's, yeah, that's- yeah." That's the mayor. I'm like, oh, well, the mayor's a dick, first of all. <laughs> a nice Confederate flag belt. No. And then he just sat there with his, little, with his little hen house. Like he had all these like tittering women around him and they're all just sitting there squawking away, just staring at us. Because like, we're sitting at tables directly next to each other. It's fine. See, that doesn't I bother didn't me care. at all. I didn't yeah. care at all either. I'm like, I didn't I do anything. I didn't do anything wrong in this scenario. No. And then no. he was just sitting there glaring the whole time. Um, yeah, I mean – I don't know. This guy was was a piece of work. And I have to say, though, not representative of the people of St. Paul. No, St. Paul was I will, awesome. I will say that because 99% of the people actually, there are actually Actually, technically, he nice. is a representative of Well, <laughs> okay, not a very good one. Yes. Not a very good one. And so so there was, uh, there was that. But other than that, it was a fantastic time. And we did get – we do need to bring up something. Oh, uh, one, one side note to the uh, – well, you know, no, never mind. We'll skip that. Um Later on that night, mm. we've talked about this bar that opens up in St. Paul and during the rodeo called the Tack Room. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's there year-round. I don't know. But it's really, it's the thing to do at night is go to the Tack Room. They have this huge outdoor area, and it's where all the town goes to get some drinks. And Sarah and I have each had some different experiences at bars <laughs> in town. Uh, outside, maybe because we're city folk, I don't know. Uh, a couple of years ago, you've heard us regale the tale of Sarah, who was uh, not intoxicated, but however, there, there was a guy there, one of the security people, didn't like didn't like the cut of Sarah's the alcohol gym. monitor. Didn't like didn't like how Sarah was looking. Did not like it. Didn't like my plastic cowboy hat. That was probably a key of it, and Ooh. also told Sarah she was talking too much with her hands, and walked up and drew two big X's on her hands and cut her off from from the bar. Now, that was two years ago. Then this last year, uh, we went to the back room, and then I went to another bar. And I, I, was, uh, I was actually not allowed into the other bar. We went through the line. Now, again, I'll say this. Yeah, I, I had been drinking, but I wasn't by any means out of control or anything like that. I just apparently appeared too intoxicated. And I walked through this line to get in, and they moved the gate for me. And I was like, oh, we're getting special treatment. And then she moved it back. No, you're not allowed in. I'm like, oh, well, all right. Sorry about that. Okay, so this year we decided to take the challenge to a new level. So I'm just like, I am tired. So as we were getting ready to go to the tech room, like we're all, you know, there's a big group of us, and we're walking there. And uh, as we were walking, my friend Jessica and I were, just, were discussing things, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired of fearing that I'm going to be cut off by by the you know by the people here by one of the alcohol monitors or whatever. So we decided to take it to the next level and try to make it a competition to see who could get kicked out first. <laughs> so we're like, all right, well, if we take it and make it a reverse contest, like, yeah. what can we do to be obnoxious to get kicked out? So this was our plan. So went in, got our drinks. Went out on the patio, and so Jessica just bought this, like, giant uh, flashing rainbow sword thing. Uh Uh-huh. So when we were out there, 
we were Jessica was you know waving around her sword and everybody was just kind of being loud and obnoxious I was flailing my hands you know because that was, I was talking with my hands a lot <laughs> we made sure to stand next to every alcohol monitor that was out there trying to get them to say something uh, the shortcut to the end uh, the key to not getting kicked out of the tack room is be a giant asshole <laughs> the more obnoxious we were the more we were ignored yeah like, but, but like the other time when I tried to blend in and be calm, like yeah. that was the time that the guy came up and drew huge X's. So, uh, yeah, long story short, never got kicked out. And then we got bored <laughs> of not getting kicked out. So then we left. And that was it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, that, that apparently is the way to do it. <laughs> that is the way to do it. Overall, though, you know, and we, were, we were just highlighting a couple of the obnoxious things from St. Paul. Yeah. The, most of it is so much oh, fun. But the rest, it was... People are awesome. People are very nice. It's It really is a, a very good time. That was just and, the most memorable thing. I mean, how yeah, often but, do you I mean, get by the mayor of a small on our town. show, yeah, we got to talk about that. You got to talk about the one jerk. Mm-hmm. So, uh, overall, though, so so much fun, such a good time, and uh, really, really fun. Yeah, we're, uh, people in chat, I think probably everybody listening to the podcast too, we're making it sound like a horrible place, and it's really no, it's a wonderful place. Not, we're just talking about the bad things because it's funnier. It's no, to talk I mean about we had things. really good time, but who wants to hear about that? Like we had fun and we laughed and played cornhole and drank beers in the sun, hung out with Cowboy Kelly, the coolest cowboy in the land. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's all that's all that was. But anyway, it was uh it was awesome. It was. It was awesome. So, I'm just really yeah, and we made it through without being removed from anywhere. Yes, we did. That's, <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um <sighs> All right. Well, so anyway, that's what happened over that. Just kind of wanted to give you guys a recap. We hope you all had a wonderful know. holiday weekend too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. Well, should we do a little bit of a world of crazy Turks? I'm curious what's what's happened in the rest of the world. Oh my goodness, of course, Greg. Oh, this little break. I know that we are not supposed to talk about the heat, but it's record-breaking temperatures in Oregon. That's all I'm saying. I'm tired of it. Hello! Hi, friends! How are you? My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Well, first I'll start with the man who had a worse weekend than... Anybody else on the 4th of July, probably, because he's, um, dead. A Florida man who was celebrating the 4th of July in Maine with his family died over this past weekend when he tried to launch a firework off the top of his head. This is like, I'm so, this is like the 4th of July Darwin Award goes to this, uh, Florida man. Oh, wow. 22 years old. 22 years old, this uh, deceased young man, his name is Devin Staples, uh, had been setting off fireworks with his friends on the 4th of July, which is Saturday night in the backyard of a friend's home. Uh, It was then that friends say that Staples placed a fireworks mortar tube on top of his head and set it off, instantly killing him. Who in God's green earth thinks that it would be a good idea to set a mortar tube on your head? Well, I think this story just kind of answers its own question. All right. Well, uh, he's 22 years old. I'm enough to know better. Uh, Officials also confirmed that drinking was indeed involved. Uh, Cody Staples, who is Devin Staples' brother, uh, was drinking with him when he held the lighter too close uh, while holding the firework in his hand and accidentally set it off. Oh, God. So, um, it was a freak accident. It was at a party. How? Yeah, that's that's awful. Uh, so, Devin Staples lives in Orlando, Florida. Worked at Disney World uh, as Gaston. Wow. Yeah, for Beauty and the Beast. Um, as well as other acting roles in the park. So, uh, Staples' death marks uh, Maine's first fireworks fatality since the state legalized fireworks a few years ago. 
Well, there you go, kids. Don't now put you know a firework on your head, not, please. Not to use fireworks. That's true. Bean in the chat is saying it's not a freak accident. Actually, she's absolutely right. It's not a freak accident. That's just don't do that. Don't do not do that. Don't put a mortar tube on your there, head. There you go. All right. In better news, though, so uh, we all remember we've talked to uh, this guy before. Now he's making national news. Kurt Braunohler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kurt, he was here for Bridgetown. Uh, we had him in, a, I think, a couple months or a month prior to that. Hilarious mm. comedian. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's now making national news because he's doing something kind of gimmicky, but which is kind of awesome, uh, for Comedy Central, which is part of a pilot that he's filming. So this is what's making the news. Uh, Kurt Braunohler is driving around the country in a giant paper mache butt that he made. What? Wait, driving around in a... Driving a, 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 a giant... Well, I guess it's not paper mache. It's a giant plastic butt, like an actual butt. And like he's butt. driving it. It's a it's, it's a, a car it's a butt. Car? It's a car butt, and they're calling it the love butt. And he's driving it across the United States to bring randomness to a bleak world. So it's a giant sculpture of a of a human rear end uh, that was first spotted in Virginia after it's on a cross country tour to promote randomness to the tough world. So the oh sculpture- okay, so real quick, it's a sculpture on the back of a flatbed truck. Oh, okay, it's on the back. Yeah, of- so it's not a car itself. Okay, I thought it was kind of like a um, Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. I don't. Th- okay, think then so. it's on in the flatbed. Yeah. Okay, uh, so the sculpture, which depicts a cartoonish human rear end with a heart tattoo that reads "butt" on it, was spotted this past weekend in Charlottesville and was identified as the work of comedian Kurt Braunohler. I'd seen him post something about this a couple weeks ago, but now it's getting national attention. Uh, so Braunohler, in an interview, said the world uh, the world is a pretty tough place to live in. So we thought we could brighten people's days with a bit of randomness, and that is why I'm driving around a giant butt. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Brunner has called the sculpture the Love Butt, uh, and it's a pro- this project is a part of his cam uh, planned Comedy Central uh, pilot, which is called Better, Dumber, Faster with Kurt Brunner. Uh, so the show is all about inserting absurdity into strangers' lives to make this bleak world a little brighter. That's a great I premise. I love that. I do too. That is that is fantastic. Okay, this is the best. This is the best full sense. The show is all about inserting its absurdity into strangers' lives to make this bleak world a little just brighter. Just to see people's reactions. That is awesome. So we're driving a butt across America. <laughs> That's right. It's for no other reason than it's dumb and funny, and hopefully it'll surprise people and make their day better. Uh, so in case you're in the area, the love butt. Arrived this morning in Washington, D.C. <laughs> if you'd like to see the love butt. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. This is the weirdest headline I read today. A boy who was born with a tail loses his monkey god status after he has the tail removed so he can walk. <sighs> A boy born with a tail loses his monkey god status after he has the tail removed so he can walk. Okay. This is about a 14-year-old... Huh? That's what I thought you said. Yeah. All right. So this is a story about a 14-year-old kid uh, named Arshid Khan. Now, Arshid Khan was born with a 7-inch fleshy tail growing from his back and has been worshipped as a god ever since. So now he's saying he just wants to be a normal kid, and now because of a surgery to remove said tail, he can be. Uh, so when he was born with a tail, it gave rise to him being worshipped as a god because he had that extra body part. So he was 14 years old, or he well, is 14 I mean, years old. Given the alternative for some people, you know, who might be born with a seven-inch tail, that may look they might look at that as a uh, detriment. Probably not as good of a time. Well, this is in Punjab. Worship as a god. I mean, yeah, this sounds in, like a pretty good gig. Uh, so this is in Punjab. He has spent his short life being prayed to in his own temple that was uh, erected for him. 
with visitors that would stop by to look at the tail and praise him and often leave cash or gifts in return for a blessing from the tailed boy. That's a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> you want to you have a tail? Well, no, I don't. I'm just saying... If you happen to have one, that's a pretty sweet deal right there. All right. Well, they did indeed. So uh, people who came to worship him, they did uh, believe that Arshid Khan uh, called Balahi to his devotees was the reincarnation of the Hindu monkey god Hanuman. So uh, the boy was born with the tail growing from his back, but it has now since been removed because, so I guess other doctors have assessed it and they didn't want to because they worshipped him him as a god. But now they actually found a hospital that they removed it free of charge in a seven-hour operation to help him walk better in the future because it was hindering his ability to walk. All right. Yeah. So uh, his grandfather, who takes care of him, says, we're extremely happy and thankful to the doctors for helping him get rid of the tail. Uh, it was un- it was unfortunate that he was born unusual, but now he can go and lead a normal life. So he said that his friends are very excited for him. He can now be one of them. So this uh, tail is a rare congenital condition, and it appears... Uh, so I guess you grow a tail, I didn't know this, uh, in, during the development of the fetus in the womb for a brief period between 31 to 35 days, and it disappears naturally. So everyone has a tail. Wow. All right. Did you know everyone had a tail? I didn't know everybody did. I didn't know everybody had I a tail. I know some people do. I know. Well, I guess everybody does. Oh. At least uh, for at least four days. Wow. Mm-hmm. You could have bet that could have been you. Could have been me. Could've or been maybe my... you do have a tail. I don't know if you don't have a tail. Well. Am I being worshipped? No. So. I'm no, you haven't shown anybody your. Maybe that's it. <laughs> your, your tail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of seven-inch tails, I do have my final story, and this is about a new dating website for women who like men that are. Largely endowed. <laughs> yes, this website is called Seven or Better. Seven wow. or Better. And to ladies who frequent this website, did you see I had the seven inch tail to the seven inch penis? Oh, yeah. No, I see how you that tied was, that together. I know. Was, I felt like really was, good yeah, about that one. It was, it was like natural. According to seven, to front. according to Seven or Better, which is a real website, sevenorbetter.com, size really does matter. So this dating site caters specifically to men. Who are seven inches long or larger, and the ladies who love them. Wow. So, ladies, if you're looking for a date packing some heat, that's where you can go. That's what it says. I didn't say that. So, the website founder, Stephen Pasternak, launched the site in 2008 and currently has around 40,000 members. Now, he claims the website isn't just used for lovemaking, but many relationships have stemmed from this website. Yeah, those are... Relationships built on sound values right there. Mm-hmm. Real, real good stuff. So um, in order to sign up for this website, you actually don't have to have picture proof uh, proof of your member. So so basically anybody can say it. So anybody can say, like, yeah, seven or better. <laughs> uh, so picture proof is not listed and not required. Um, however, there's a wide selection of people who like to brag about their endowments, and you can find them very easily on the website. <laughs> Uh, so this guy, Stephen, said that uh, he came up with this, uh, with a, this idea after uh, talking to a few of his female friends who were complaining about investing time with guys who then turned out to have very small penises. They all said they wished there was a site which listed penis size like it did their color and height. Wow, okay, so sex is a very important part of, uh, of most relationships, as much for women as it is for men. Why is it any less politically correct for people to want to know about penis size than it is for them to want to know about weight, uh, height, or body type? <laughs> so, if you'd like to get on that website, you, you go do you. There you go. 
seven or better. Find some like-minded individuals for some deep, deep conversation. Some real, real uh, classy ladies mm-hmm, right there. They sure are. There you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we've got some ball talk to do. Oh, I, didn't, yeah, some- I didn't really want to spin into ball talk after you just did that conversation. That was a oh, kind of left I me see. hanging there at the end. I didn't really know <laughs> where to hanging. Yeah, that kind of hard to spin that one into an ad for next adventure. So I'm going to put that. Yeah, we'll off just right we'll now. put a pin in that and put it after. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. We got some good news and we got some bad news in ball talk. Give me the bad news. I'm going to skip. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to put the bad news at the end. I'm going to have, Sarah, there is something that you are going to have to talk about that you are just going to have to get used to and admit to it. What? And you're going to have to be comfortable with what I'm going to say here in a minute. I've got a couple of stories that are probably going to make you upset. Are you just like handpicking them now to like make I'm not upset? handpicking them. They're big news. It's big news stories. It's probably going to make you upset. Um, and I'm going to have to talk about them. But before I do that, I do have yes. some awesome news. All right. And it has to do with the U.S. women's national team, USA. national soccer team, who yesterday played in the World Cup final and won 5-2 to two over Japan, avenging their loss four years ago. Uh, Carly Lloyd of the U.S. team scored two goals in the first five minutes and then scored another one at 16 minutes. Hat trick within 16 minutes. That's badass. And then, uh, and then the team went on to score two more goals. So uh, Japan managed to... Uh, but uh, overall, U.S. team, really awesome win, really great game. The problem is, I I didn't I forgot it started right at four. I, I watched thinking, it. I was thinking four thirty, mm-hmm. and so I turned so you it on at like four fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I missed I missed the first two goals. I like turned it on. I'm like what? two to zero. What the hell? How this just started? Yeah. So uh, did get to see the other ones though after that. So it was it was very very cool. And congratulations to them. They are fantastic. That All was right. insane. I couldn't believe that I was looking at that score. I'm like, does that does that say that it's been 17 minutes and USA has four points? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very incredible. And they did win. And uh, congratulations to the U.S. Women's National Team. Great job. Um, all right. So here's the, here's the news that I have to say. Sarah, and I know you know this because over the weekend I did bring it up a few times and you did not want to talk about it. But I think it's time, us here in Portland, we all have to come to terms and come to grips with the fact that the previous Blazers era, the LaMarcus Aldridge era of nine years, is over. I know. Why are you talking about this? Because I have to bring it up. No, not everybody knows. I just have to bring it up because I need to state it one time and then we all move on. And then we all move on from it. LaMarcus Aldridge... Star power forward for for the Portland Trail Blazers. I'm just going to tune out until you're One done. One of the best players to have ever played in a Blazer uniform. Has left the team and officially signed with the San Antonio Spurs. He will be a Spur next year. The heir apparent to Tim Duncan. That's a fact. Also going, of the five starters from last year, Wesley Matthews is now a Dallas Maverick. This one kind of stings. Robin Lopez is now a New York Nick. That one I'm... That one I'm bummed about. Um, and Nikola Batum, who was traded away and is now Charlotte Hornet. Damian Lillard did resign for a five-year deal. So he's going to be, uh, which is, I think that contract kicks in next year. So for the next six years, he's going to be a blazer as long as we want him here, which is 
which is good. That's that good. was good news. That's that is That's that is some, some good news. It's Lillard's team now. He he is the he is the guy. He's the face. He's the best player on the team. He runs the show. Damian Lillard, and I think that's it. I I am very comfortable with Damian Lillard being our our leader, being the leader of the Portland Trailblazers. That's a that's a good thing. So there's that. Hang your hat on that. He wants to be here, obviously, or he wouldn't have signed the deal. He could have done the same thing Lamarcus did. He didn't. He's committed. So that's cool. That is good. So that's he's, good. He's if Lamarcus didn't want to be here, then he needs to go somewhere else. That's yep. fine. But Lillard's our guy. So that's all good. And then there's a bunch of other players. Are you going to talk about that Jason Quick article that you sent to me? No, I was just going to kind of leave that okay. for people to read it. There is a if you want to know more about this, look up the Lamarcus Aldridge article that Jason Quick, who's a reporter for the Oregonian, been with the team, been a reporter, beat reporter for them for years and years, uh, knows the team kind of in and out, and knows the players personally. And he wrote an article about Lamarcus and Damian and kind of the differences between the two behind the scenes. It's a very interesting article. It was very so, interesting, honestly. You know, it makes you feel it's, it's it, just his perspective, but it's still very interesting. It's his perspective, and if you're sad about the Lamarcus stuff, it does help ease the sting a little bit. So say like, uh, so read it, it's Jason Quick, uh, Why the Blazers Breathe a Collective Sigh of Relief. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But now that that's done, there we go. Uh, we will move on. No more talk of LaMarcus Aldridge. He plays for a different team, plays for San Antonio, unless something notable comes up. Yeah, that, that time is done. So there we go. All right. Boy, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do for you, Sarah? What? Because I have some other news that you're not going to like right now. What are you doing? I'm going to end. I Well, I have to report what happened. I have to. But I'm going to give you some some uh, ray of hope at the end. He's been the champion for six straight years. Um, eight times. I know this. Eight straight. Well, eight time. Eight times he's been a champion of this. The Nathan's famous hot dog eating competition that takes place in Coney Island, New York. Joey Chestnut was officially unseated as the champion this year. Now, the, the guy who beat him, his name is Matt Stoney. He's a rising star in the world of competitive eating. I just made that up, but I'm assuming he is now. He ate well, 62. yes, he's a rising star if he won. This guy ate 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 62 hot dogs. Joey Chestnut ate 60, so he was barely beat. Oh, Barely. that's pretty close. But the, Joey Chestnut's won eight years. I don't feel bad for him. It's time for a new champion. You know? That's okay. It's okay that he lost one. <laughs> you should give him a hug. You should, yeah, give him a hug. Give him a hot dog. Like, here you go, buddy. I wonder if Joey Chestnut eats hot dogs regularly. I mean, I think he would or if it's to. just Or if it's just like just a thing. Yeah, if he's just like, all right, I'm going to eat all these hot dogs right now. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. But here's, here's two things. Here's the ray of hope. One, he's still going to have his match with Kobayashi, though. Well, he's going to beat Kobayashi. I mean, hands down. Well, I don't know. I do. It's going to be happening later this year. Joey Chestnut versus Kobayashi. Kind of a whole another World Cup there thing. Uh, U.S. versus Japan. Who can eat the most hot dogs? That's gonna, still going to be happening later this year. And Sarah, just to lift your spirits just a little bit, just mm-hmm. because Joey didn't eat all the hot dogs, doesn't mean there's not plenty of hot dogs for the rest of us. Hot dogs, hot
still makes me sad. What was the uplifting thing? Was it the hot dog song? It was the hot dog song. And the fact that Chestnut's going to be taking on Kobayashi. That's all that matters. Sadly, Matthews is gone. I know you are, but that's why we had to do it today. We had to just rip the Band-Aid off. Okay. You're going to have to just... It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Wesley's gone. I know. He's a Dallas Maverick now. And he may not even come back the same Wesley Matthews anyway. We don't know. He's coming off an injury. Wesley Matthews likes money and women. That's, that's just that's just, and more power to him. I respect him for it. He's Absolutely. never, yeah, I know. He's never said anything, anything else. bad. Yeah, I mean, he he wanted to get a big old payday, and he got a big payday, and he's actually going to a really good team. So, more power to him. I can't blame him. I kind of want good, to do a, good on him. All right. Well, now I'm bouncing back to hot dogs really quick. Okay. I think I do pretty good in a hot dog eating contest. Like I've actually I genuinely. Told you. You should be getting I've genuinely thought about it. I don't think I would do well with the buns, but I could eat, like, a ton of hot dogs. Not the bun part, though. I could eat the actual, like, plain hot dogs. Well, the bun part, that's why you dip it in water or milk Yeah, or I, don't, I don't think I could do that, but I could definitely do the... I think if you trained, I think you're selling yourself way too short. I think you're selling yourself short. I think you've got the skills. I think you've got it inside of you. You love hot dogs. Do you not love hot dogs? Do love hot dogs. See, and that's the thing. You've already got the passion. You've got the passion for it. You've got the abilities. I've seen you eat hot dogs. You love them. I do. Then you can eat them fast. I, I can. Yeah. And so I think if you really put your mind to it and you trained for this, I think maybe you could enter into something here. I think you may be onto something. I don't know. We'll see. This could be the big ticket. I just wish hot dogs weren't so Wouldn't you want to see looking. yourself? I really don't want to see. No, I don't want to see myself in a hot dog eating contest. Don't you want to see yourself, though, on that stage at Coney Island where your hero, Joey Chestnut, I could sign my own hot times. diggity dogger. Yeah, then you'd be up there with Sarah, Sarah Hot Dog Dylan's hot diggity doggers. And you'd be signing them for people. Like, little girls would look up to you. Like, they'd come up like, I, I don't love think hot any dogs, little too. girl would look up to me eating a bunch of hot dogs. Sure, lots of people love hot like dogs. Like, as Kim Kardashian got famous. <laughs> That's, that's I was different. trying to be relevant. That's I know. Really I'm so hot. I feel like my brain is cooking. I think you need to consider this thing, Sarah. Well, if there is a hot dog you eating know, contest you could be, around just, these just parts. Just picture this. You're up there on that stage, just chowing down hot dogs. And then when they announce the winner, they're like, and the world champion, Sarah, hot dog Dylan, taking down the men. Be groundbreaking. Crash through the hot dog ceiling. I don't know. There's probably women champion. There are women champion. Well, I don't know if they've beaten Joey Chestnut though, because he's never been beaten. So you'd be beating Matt Stoney or whatever his name is. Okay, I think it's Stone. I think you know, spelled Stone. Okay. Well, (laughs) you could beat. (laughs) You could take him down. Be on the cover of hot. Be in the cover of uh, what? Hot dog magazine. Hot dog magazine. All right. Just wrap up. They have they could, no, but I mean, picture this. You could be the. No, the I'm not like, picturing that. No. Like, what's the kind of you like Hebrew nationals, right? I do. Imagine your face on that Hebrew national package. You walk into Safeway and you walk up there, like, oh, I'm going to get some Hebrew nationals. Oh, what? Who's that on the cover of Hebrew national? And then I'll, like, pretend to drop them in front of people, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I dropped my Hebrew nationals. Oh, oh, looky here, look whose picture is on the front of there. Bam! <laughs> Not that you'd have to buy them because they'd just be giving you hot dogs at that point. God, you'd never have to buy so another cool. hot dog for the rest of your life. People would just be handing you hot dogs everywhere you went. That'd I be mean, pretty cool. I, I'm telling you, you're you're on to something here. We you need got to the find... skill. I'll help train you. No, I, you're not going to help train I'm going to train That's you. That's disgusting. I'm going to get no. you up there to no. where you need to be. But what we need to do is find a hot dog sponsor. Well, okay. Yeah, we do. Except for, oh, man, we 
hard to break me from Hebrew Nationals, man. Those are real good. Well, then we need somebody else to come in here okay. and tell you why their hot dogs are the best. I think. Tell so. you what, if you work for a hot dog company, we are definitely interested. And I kid you not, we'll sell some damn hot dogs for you. Mm-hmm. If you know somebody who works for a hot dog company, um, let them get them a hold of us. Uh, hold on. Have them get a hold of us. There we go. Greg's just too th- he's thinking about hot dogs. I'm so excited. Little- I'm so excited. <laughs> Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. We need Sarah Hot Dog Dylan a sponsor. Let's get that. Let's it's being that pointed out that this might be the most times that uh, you've ever said hot dog. Ever. Oh, yeah. Way too many times. Yeah. It was way too many times. Way too many times. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just an advocate for you. That's all it is. You know who else is an advocate for Fun Employment Radio? Who would that be? Next Adventure. Next Adventure. Yes, it's true. Did you bring your water filter this past weekend? Uh, no, but I brought my my big uh, jug that I have from them. Oh, awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have one of the cold, the cold, uh, it keeps all my water cold and... Oh. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And beer or anything yes. else? Thermos. There we go. That was the word I was looking for. Wow. Yeah, it's it's. I think your cool. brain's cooking too. Well, a little bit. It's warm <laughs> in here, no doubt. Uh, yeah, Next Adventure though, nextadventure.net or Next Adventure right here in Portland on the corner of Stark and Grand. Fantastic sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. We love them so much. I did bring my water filter this weekend and I thought about using it in the river. Oh, but you didn't? I didn't. Mm-hmm. But they have so many things. I mean, like camping season is upon us. If you live in yes. Portland, you probably want to escape the city like everybody does because we're not used to being so hot. Why not get some camping gear? Go out on an adventure. Yeah. Oregon is full of places to camp and adventure. I'll tell you what. If you genuinely go buy some camping gear from Next Adventure, corner of Stark and Grand, and this may not sound like it's much, but I know some pretty good camping places around Portland. and maybe Are you, you going to tell one of your... Secret spots? I will reveal a spot. Oh, is it the one with the waterfall? I'm not going to say which one it is. Okay. I know a lot of camping areas around here that are easy to get to that most people from Portland don't know about. Okay. Like most people. Maybe you do, but most people do not. And If you go buy some stuff from Next Adventure, send me in a picture of what you bought, some kind of camping gear, whatever it is. I will direct you to a cool place to go camping. Oh, look at you. And, and understand, it's a lot to give up one of your spots because they're. You never do. The places. You don't even tell me where, like, Ricketts Fest is. You're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to the same spot. Nope, it's just some, somewhere in that general direction. No, yeah, I don't tell you people don't where tell. it is. You huh. don't tell. No, because I, I want to keep them to myself. Men don't it's tell. It's like when you get a good fishing hole. Like, people who get fishing holes, they understand. You don't want to tell people where that is. When I've, I've got my good camping spots, I don't want people to know where they are. But I will do that for you well, if you go buy something from Next Adventure. Greg, you're a giver. Picture. I am serious. That is a big thing. That is a I big know hit. it is. I'm saying for you, hit. I know that it's a I big deal. I don't think deal. you understand. Just well, like you, know you would spend $50 for a, for a Guns N' Roses reunion. But That's a big deal for you. It'd have to yeah. be everybody that was involved. Uh, you know who's not going to find out where the camping spot is? Sarah Dillon right now. Oh, I'm so sad. I know. <laughs> Next Adventure, <laughs> Corner of Stark and Grand. Fantastic sponsor. All right, um... Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our show. We so greatly appreciate it. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at Funemp Radio. Like us on Facebook, Fun Employment Radio, especially if you haven't done that. And you can subscribe, funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.